Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and I've got a guest on today with me in Jordan Delegal, sales specialist, uh, territory manager with Wilson Sporting Goods, Team Sports. And Jordan, I'm going to start off by just kind of going rapid fire, and then we'll get to what keeps you up at night and talk a little bit about what you're doing now. But um, favorite sports teams growing up? Favorite sports team? Uh, well, first off, thanks. I, I appreciate the invite and, and definitely looking forward to getting into this and kind of learning more about each other. Uh, I think it's always a great opportunity. But favorite sports teams growing up, obviously, the, the University of Miami, the U, um, partly because my father played there. Uh, secondly, because um, I'm from Miami and, and you know, back in the, the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, you know, we were everything that everybody was talking about sports-wise. So, Develop that swagger, you know, the whole nine from University of Miami. All right. So talk about swagger. Favorite brand? Favorite brand. That's actually pretty uh, a pretty good one. Um, you know, I, I think uh, one of the up-and-coming brands uh, that's kind of doing things out of the box, uh, which uh, I would say is uh, Supreme. Definitely rock with Supreme. Uh, Jordan. You know, Jordan is, is a brand of its own, which, you know, stands for stands for greatness. Um, Nike as well, uh, just because of the technology, being able to, you know, at the core of their um, company sell uh, pro- products that service athletes, as well as, you know, just keeping really uh, dope programming and storytelling. So, uh, few- all right, one more for you. Favorite athlete, any sport? Any sport. That's awesome. Uh, that's a great question. I would say LeBron James, man, what he's doing within the game of basketball, uh, what he's doing within the community and, and just globally um, and as well as family wise. I think he's just doing things that nobody had ever seen done before. Um, and he's just changing the game by any means. So definitely those uh, LBJ, the king. Name of the game, changing lives. So we'll get into a little bit about what you do with Wilson and, and kind of how you got to where you are. I know we met when you were at Learfield Licensing at the time, and we'll talk a little bit about brands. But to start, uh, what keeps you up at night? Uh, it's a great question. I'll say greatness, the opportunity to create, to create a legacy and and just to defy the odds um, and, you know, what that looks like within, you know, family dynamic um, on a team and then, you know, greater within the world and within the community. So uh, finding ways and creative ways to leverage the sport, uh, leverage the game of sport to change lives. So that's uh, – and create a legacy. So that's kind of like my, my mantra. There you go. Well, and, you know, as we we all get into sports for a different reason, right, and we're all working in it for a different reason, but – but the overlying theme is that we can all get around, you know, you can get 70, 80, 90, 100,000 people to a game for one reason, one reason only on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, you can get billions of people around a TV just to watch a game, uh, you know, because ultimately sports is something that brings people together. So, you know, it, it had to have, have had some sort of connection for you. Did you play growing up? How did you get into, you know, the business world of sports? Yeah, that's a great question again. Um, so how did I get into it? Honestly, man, 
when I first started out, it was just an extracurricular activity uh, that developed into um, a love and passion uh, for uh, competition and, and, you know, being great. And to your point of um, the leveling the playing field, in, in a sense, uh, that was something that I've always um, seen in sport and through the vehicle of sports, being able to explore the world. I mean, I, frankly, I've been given uh, I've, I've earned a lot of opportunities, but, um, you know, I had a little bit of luck in there as well um, into doing what I do to t- today. And I think from playing on the field to now sitting on the opposite opposite side of the table, um, I see the power of sports. Uh, I see the influence of sports and how, um, you know, the distance between just, you know, the, the entire world and, and the sports world. Um, sports makes the world a lot smaller, uh, makes it a lot more familiar. Um, and a lot of and very leveling on the playing field. So uh, it's part of the reason why I got into it, uh, why I stay in it uh, is because, you know, to, to my point, I mean, it's it's um, a, a very influential vehicle uh, to be able to, you know, to enable you to uh, explore the world and, and different opportunities and things of that sort. Um, I also feel as if um, there's very few things that, allow that you know and have the reach so that's something that you know i I, um keep at the heart of a lot of my decision making process um is you know that and and just to be able to uh, live within the sports world and work and 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 you know create a, a life for myself doing this is something that i wake up each day fired up about doing and just building relationships and building community well, and, and you mentioned the relationships part. I know we were we were at National Sports Forum uh, not too long ago with uh, and met you at, at some of the BDSE, uh, you know, sessions. And, and we were we were chatting a little bit about um, you don't have to work in the big four, right, to be in the sports industry. You don't have to be at a power five you know, college to be in the sports industry. Um, you were in the licensing, you know, part of the sports industry and not many people know about that and what it really entails can you kind of give uh you know our listeners a little uh, fifty thousand foot view as to how the licensing world works and how it fits into the the sports uh ecosystem sure so uh it's funny because jake a lot like yourself uh, i had no clue this world existed well that world existed um a lot of people think of logos and and identities and brands um, as one thing but from a technical component licensing has everything to do with that intellectual property name image likeness which is a huge um, issue in in conversation right now as it relates to collegiate athletic intercollegiate athletics Um, the the short answer as I fell into it (laughs) um, uh, through a series of of, uh, opportunities uh, provided by um, Learfield um, IMG College. I was a participant of the 2016 class of their uh, Minority Academy, uh, which is a uh, diversity initiative uh, that helps uh, professionals get in sales and marketing professionals get into um, you know m- minority uh, minority professionals, sports professionals uh, get into. Uh, what's known as the intercollegiate athletics, um, at least from a sponsorships perspective, um, did that for a week. You know, applied and and, and got in, and 
um, started to learn a little bit more of what intercollegiate looks like on the business pers- uh, from a business perspective. Uh, did that, and you know, I was blown away uh, by the opportunities and just kind of learning a little bit more about what uh, that looks like and what that world entails, um, which uh, quite naturally loops in licensing. It's, it's, it's intellectual property, it's logos, it's uh, it's the trademarks, it's the circle TM and circle R. Um, it's the TM and circle R. So, though, you know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, the power of that, as well as being able to manage uh, these brands, these multi-million dollar brands, um, and, you know, what that looks like from a, a logistics perspective, uh, what's that look, what that looks like in marketing, um, as well as, you uh, other integrated opportunities uh, as it relates to sponsorships and or licensing. Um, so after attending the Live for Minority Academy um, and the uh, just the experience in, in sitting, um, spending some time with my counterparts at um, Sooner Sports Properties, um, I was intrigued by Learfield. Um, I was intrigued by the opportunity to uh, continue what I was doing uh, at the time uh, was uh, marketing and I seen an opportunity to, you know, kind of getting into it. I had a lot of high level um, experience within licensing. I knew, you know, I built decks locking up, you know, uh, Nike's logo with my, with a few of uh, my past agencies logos. So I, I knew about it, but, um, in terms of being able to secure a brand, to be able to enforce a brand's intellectual property and um, do it from a perspective that's a revenue driver for a university and that, uh, you know, because it sits within the external uh, relations department or legal or what have you, um, it was a learning curve for me. Um, and, and Jake, to uh, your point originally about, you know, people getting into it. I mean, I had no clue. All I knew is I love marketing and all I knew is that, you know, I love to be creative um, coming out of the minority Academy, um, see an opportunity uh, to sit on the marketing team and uh, be a brand managing uh, brand, um, brand marketing account manager. Um, basically our duty and responsibility was to create integrated marketing programs to help sell licensed products. So, I knew licensed products, I knew brands, I knew logos. Um, and this was an opportunity for me to combine a lot of those passions together with, and, and also, you know, drive revenue uh, through uh, innovative uh, programs. So that's kind of what it was at a, at a high, high level. Uh, so anything from uh, social media activities, uh, social media act- activations, um, building out signage, uh, helping bookstores kind of call out new products that bears their logos and their intellectual property and their uh, logos um, to large scale uh, activations, retailer receptions, um, partnering with um, some uh, multimedia rights uh, colleagues and throwing multi uh, multicultural programs, um, collaborating with artists. Um, just, it kind of ran, we, we kind of ran the gambit on our functions and capabilities. So, um, hopefully that answers your question. I mean, it was a lot, uh, a lot of, you know, very, very well, and, interesting and, things. and yeah. marketing, marketing so vague, yeah, exactly. right? I mean, it's, it's like, 
you know, if someone says, you know, they're in school and they said, oh, I want to get into marketing. You're like, well, well what part? Right. <laughs> right. And, and uh, you know, and then someone say, you know, sports marketing. Okay. Well, sports marketing is still kind of vague, right? There's a lot of things you can, you can do within the marketing space, especially now with, with digital media, social media, um, streaming, et cetera. But you mentioned one thing. I want to go back yep. real quick. You mentioned revenue uh, because at the end of the day, right, we all follow the money. Yep. And so from a revenue perspective with the licensing uh, aspect of things, you know, that's not like a couple hundred dollars, not a couple thousand dollars. I mean, it's real revenue that the athletic departments are getting from the licensing end. Can you talk a little bit about just how that works in terms of, you know, if X company wants to become a licensee and maybe explain what a licensee is and, and just what that process is? Yeah, uh, it was a pretty thorough process. Now, I wasn't, just to preface this, this my answer, I, I wasn't necessarily in the administrative role um, in actually dealing with the contracts and setting up royalty rates and things like that. Mm-hmm. Once that entire process was done and there was a pretty comprehensive uh, application process, so... Um, to become a licensee, which is essentially a vendor for uh, a university to utilize their artwork and logos and things of that of, of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. After they go through that process, um, then uh, the opportunity is either proactive was either proactively thought of um, by the marketing team, um, so something out of the box, something cool, or it may have been just something that we partnered with one of our retail partners. So, for instance, if uh, the University of Miami, wanted, you know, was launching new products at retail, they want to call out, you know, get, uh, you know, shop uh, UM gear today, shop your new UM gear, gear it for the season. Um, those were pretty uh, easy um you know, easier types of programs where, you know, you would move the needle by any specific, um, you know, any, any general product that bears that, um, that, that logo. Um, and then other, you know, more targeted or more uh, specific uh, programs, uh, they will partner with us to develop a concept, um, figure out if there was a specific product that we're looking to sell and, or, um, you know, have an emphasis on, obviously we'll pull data, do some research, uh, develop the program, uh, to, you know, figure out what channel makes the most sense towards what targeted audience. Um, we would define what success looks like. Um, say if it's, you know, move a hundred units, move a thousand units, move however many SKUs. Um, if it's something on social media um, or if it's something, you know, through digital making sure that either we pull a hashtag um, or talk about specific, you know, goals that we would like to, um, that we wanted to, from an engagement perspective, exceed. Um, And then we would go ahead and and, and start the program. So um, the way at a high level, what the, what the process is, is uh, Jake, if you have a, uh, a company that produces, uh, t-shirts and you want to sell UM products, you would have to reach out to uh, whoever your brand representative is. Um, and, and they would, you know, get, you know, get some information on you about what, you know, what your product is, what your service is, um, some background information, high level background information about your company. 
uh, what products you have, because obviously uh, we don't want two of the same products unless uh, it's a different quality, uh, different service offering or things of that nature, um, as well as, you know, your numbers and, and things of that sort. So um, after that, uh, at a high level, we've done some research on from our brand management team. Uh, we will go ahead and then pass you along to our administrative team. Um, you will go ahead and fill out that comprehensive application to become, you know, from a vendor to uh, uh, to a licensee, uh, which is essentially just a vendor for the university. Um, then after that, you know, we would set them up contractually with uh, standard uh, terms and, and agreements, uh, standard terms and, and, and provisions uh, for cert- selling certain items. Um, as well as agreeing to a royalty rate, which is um, the amount of revenue, that percentage going to, you know, either one, the school or the university, two, the retail outlet that you're selling them, um, and then three, uh, the agency, which was uh, Learfield IMG College. Um, And then after that process happens, um, you know, and and during the application process, sorry about that, they would need to send in um, a sample of some sort uh, just so we can test the quality, uh, making sure that, you know, from a, a retail perspective or from a licensee perspective, we're not selling a lot of the same things or, you know, similar quality, quality and then uh, the powers that be make the decisions to move forward. Um, and then from there is when, you know, it gets to marketing um, and then we start to develop programs and move forward with that. So uh, that's at a high, high level of what the process looks like. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously working back with client to, measure the, the performance of, of that and, and if it moves the needle from a licensing and revenue perspective. Sure. That makes sense. So um, we got the licensing part down. Now you're kind of in the brand space. Um, mm-hmm. You know, talk a little bit about what, uh, you know, in terms of being associated with the brand and, and ultimately um, competing with everyone else out there, right? We, we recently just had uh you know, Justin Cups from Under Armour on and, and, you know, he was talking about how they're competing with Nike and, and everyone else in that space. But when everyone's doing well, you know, everyone's happy. Um, what are the things that you guys you know, are focusing on in terms of trying to prepare uh, for the future and not being necessarily reactive? Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. Um, so before coming to the brand side with Wilson, as, as you mentioned in the beginning, uh, I primarily worked on the agency side for Learfield IMG College. Um, I worked for um, Optimus Inc. I worked for Titus Sports Marketing, uh, Paragon Marketing Group, um, as well as a few others um, across clients like State Farm, uh, Gatorade, uh, ESPN, uh, Vitamin Water, uh, Progressive Financial, Starbucks, uh, ABI, Anheuser-Busch. Um, Jordan brand, Nike sportswear. So a lot of different uh, brands that I'd had to, you know, be a student of, you know, what that looks like. Uh, but now be you know, and kind of, um, you know, making it over to the brand side kind of uh, is, it's, you know, it's a lot easier to spark conversations because it's a well-known brand, known brand. Um, but because we're so new in the grassroots team space um Seg, seg, sector of our business, um, our heavy emphasis is on grassroots. It's it's on football, basketball. It's our grassroots team sports business, which is football, basketball, 
volleyball and soccer um, and, and figuring out, you know, how we compete with uh, not only the, the footwear brands that are doing some really great things in their space, and they have been doing that for a long time, but figuring out what's now and what's next, uh, refining what we do from a service standpoint, um, making sure that our, our technology from a product perspective is on par and, and is um, providing uh, these uh, really great experiences with our, you know, providing our customers with some really great experiences with our brands and then making sure from a product development standpoint uh, that we're continuously pushing the envelope uh, forward. Now, whether that is the newest basketball or the hottest football or the most, uh, you know, if it's our technology within our wearables in our products. So for instance, we have our connected football now that's, that not only measures arm health, um, but it, 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 it also is, is for player safety. You know, um, a lot of what we're doing now within sports is going towards analytics and data and uh, how to fur- further tell stories and, and, and track uh, productivity um, of different athletes, but also trying to make our athletes and equip our, our athletes um, with with the newest and, and hottest things that really um, that really speak to making them more intelligent. Because with the with the internet um, and, and with all these resources that we have online, you know they're they're uh, helping us further, um, you know, become a lot a lot smarter, a lot more intelligent, um, and is also uh, letting us know, you know, how players are developing, um, you know, as as they progress within their respective careers or if they're going the other way, frankly, uh, frankly speaking. So I think that there's a heavy emphasis on uh, refining what's new, uh, what, refining what's, what's now, um, really firming up what we're doing with our uh, team sports products across basketball, football, volleyball, and soccer, but also getting into um, the soft goods space. Uh, that's something that I feel uh, is, is something that's going to be a, a huge thing for us um, across our 7v7 and elite travel uh, clubs, uh, associations, and organizations. Um, you know, customization is, the, is, a, is a new thing that we're trying to um, be more proactive on, um, really servicing um, our clients and, and really allowing them an ability to uh, express themselves through design um, and understanding that, again, as we continue to bring our brand closer to um, as we continue to bring our brand cl- closer to our customers and our and our uh, consumers, how, how uh, can we make them better brand affiliates? And that's all about the customer experience. So. Um, that kind of leads to my next point is, is our Wilson team shop uh, being that, that all in one platform, knowing that everyone is purchasing from their phones now. So being a lot more connected as a, a company um, trying to do what's next from a technology perspective. And then obviously trying to refine what we're doing on a day-to-day basis is are kind of the things that we're um, focused on heavily within this t- grassroots team sports arena uh, that we play in every day. No, that's awesome. And, you know, we, we were having a conversation at one point uh, a couple of weeks ago about brands and how, 
you know, uh, Andy, one of our co-hosts was saying how brands are just a thing, right? Brands are a thing and then they, they evolve and they change and, you know, they react to the society around them and the environment in which they're in, you know, as you guys are kind of evolving and changing, you mentioned the youth space, which I think is, is fascinating in that, you know, a lot of brands, you know, your Coca-Cola's, your Pepsi's of the world, those brands try and get to people like as early as possible, right? Because if they can grow that brand allegiance, hopefully they have those people for life. Is that the same way in the sports world? I mean, like, is, is it trying to find the, the youth basketball player? It's, you know, six, seven years old and hoping that, they use Wilson stuff, you know, all the way through high school, you know, possibly college, or is it getting to the parents? Well, you know, it's, that's a great question. I think it's a, it's a combination of both. It's refining, you know, way back in the day, you know, if you, if you ask, you know, a a parent what Wilson was, they would just say the sports equipment company. Um, But we've, evolved from being your parents sports equipment company to the sports and lifestyle retail, you know, retail um, brand. So there's, there's a a difference between the two. Um, And we've constantly tried to evolve um, from a, you know, from doing what we've done really well, which is equipment and what we've been known for. But I think it's definitely reverse engineering um, what, what originally people knew us uh, for, which was just, you know, our equipment pieces and, um, you know, jerseys at at one point into more of a, an experience, an online experience and a, uh, a company that enables their athletes to be their best on the field of play. So the storytelling around that, um, is, is, is started to shift, uh, the methodology of, of our customers and our clients. Um, and what we try to do is, uh, we try to continuously build and gain momentum uh, from parent to kid. But a lot of times, you know, um, the emphasis, is, at least in the grassroots team sports arena, um, is about the marketing behind it. You know, um, a lot of people see, you know, I'll use another uh, footwear brand, Nike, as being the, um, <clears throat> you know, as, as just being the footwear company. But if you really think about it, Nike is really a multi multimedia company that just happens to sell athletes products. So it takes that mind shift to really see the difference in how you tell your brand story. And unfortunately, um, I know how I know Andy is, is kind of a part of the baby boomers group. And I think that <laughs> respectfully speaking uh, also, but I think, you know, to, to that, um, that demo of, of customers, uh, they just kind of think and see brands differently than, you know, the generation after them and then the generation after them, um, which, you know, I think as we continue to, uh, as our, as our customers can continue to, um, you know, get older and, and, and have more money and shop in the way that they shop, um, you know, we have to be able to, put ourselves in positions to be successful. And the only way we do that is by constantly going younger and younger to change that human behavior, which, no. which trying to, you know, position ourselves in being, you know, top of mind for any types of sports work, uh, sports wear products or um, any types of, you know, lifestyle pieces. So uh, we went from the equipment company to more of a lifestyle brand, but I think that 
you know, for us, we just we have to continue continually beat that drum, you know, produce products that are new and hot and innovative and, and something to talk about, but then also be able to tell that story online through social and digital media and, and be convenient and, and on time when, when people ask and look for us. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, from a brand perspective, I'll, as we kind of wrap up the episode, I'll, I'll, you know, go to the fact of, you know, working in sports, playing in sports, you know, working for a brand. What have you learned about your own brand via those experiences, good or bad? Could you say that one more time? I'm sorry. Working in sports, playing in sports, um, you know, working for a brand, a lot of different experiences, whether good or bad. What have you learned about your own brand? Um, I've learned that uh, it will evolve over time. Um, I learned that, you know, you still have to, you know, the the brands that you work for, um, I think they should also align with your personal values and your, and your personal, um, you know, values values and, 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 you know, character traits and missions. Um, and I think that every brand that I did work for, whether agency or, um, or brand side, I think they all really spoke to different elements that spoke to me as a person. And I think that, you know, the, you know, they say that, you know, if you do something that you, you know, wouldn't mind getting paid for then that's the job you need to have for the rest of your life. And I think that, you know, working for a company and a brand that is sports, uh, that's at the root of sports and at the, you know, purity of, of each game is, is, is something that, you know, I enjoy doing. And I think that um, it, it really speaks to who I am within my function and things that I do on a daily basis. No, that's great. And I, I liked how you, you know, you mentioned the personal values aligning with the company values. I think that's maybe something that um, people don't really think about as much, right? It's, you know, the, everyone looks at the brand, everyone looks at, you know, a lot of different things when they go and, and uh, look for a job, you know, whether it's the role, the responsibilities, the pay, the boss, you know, et cetera. Um, but truly the personal values, you know, matching up with the company values, I think is important. How do you, you know, are there one, two, three, you know, maybe different questions that you would, you would, uh, give advice to in terms of asking to try and find those types of things out? Yeah. Um, you know, as much as, as we like to think that, you know, our jobs are just our jobs, they really do speak a lot to, you know, who we are from at least a, at least a technical uh, perspective or even, you know, at a, at a high level character wise. Um, I would definitely do a lot of research on a brand Um whether it's, you know, in um, interviewing for them and or, you know, taking on projects with them or in collaboration. Um, we're, we're starting to be a lot more of a collaborative world. Uh, people want to kind of get their brands in, in unique spaces um, just because, you know, the world is, is very gray at some point, right? It's It's, at least from a fashion and design perspective, if anything is... Uh, is, is, is lifestyle and, you know, um, and, and performance or lifestyle and athletics. Um, that's what, you know, the sports, sports entertainment world is starting to come to be. 
And, you know, it's the lines are really starting to get blurred a lot in that regard. So I think that, um, you know, doing your research up front about, you know, within your within your department, you know, who would you be working with? You know, what is who is this brand? What does this brand stand for? Um, and, and doing a lot of self-reflection on that as well, too. I think, you know, anytime I give uh, advice to my mentees, uh, because I've gotten such great mentorship from people that I've worked with or for over the years, um, you know, when you first start your career, there's going to be um, – there'll be probably a lot of random jobs. And um, I think that being able to extract um, not just the technical pieces of it, but to extract the life, le- life lessons and, and the, uh, the direction that you want to get um, as you refine your journey is, is the direction you want to lean on. But, you know, having those brands that represent that stuff is very important. It's a lot like a track, a track race, right? If you're in the blocks, um, you know, you focus on your goals, you're, you're going forward. But, you know, once, you know, you start your your career, you know, that's when the gun is shot. Right. So your first couple of jobs, they may start out to the left or to the right, um, you know, working as a janitor, working in uh, customer service, working in retail. But as you continue to, you know, straighten up and the fastest um, athletes and track runners are the ones who can get it straight and refine that journey a little bit sooner and quicker. Um, you have to take that same approach with your career, whether it's, you know, doing things that you doing things that you think that you may like and also doing the things that you don't like and, and eliminating those decisions, you know, as early and as often as possible. But um, finding brands that, you know, can really speak to that with who you are and with, within your personal brand, that's so key and so vital when having mentors to help lead and guide that journey along. Uh, is just as important. Um, so, and, and then obviously the work is the work. So, you know, doing really good quality work and, and figuring out um, what you want to do, how, how soon you want to do it and, um, you know, straighten out your journey. So then in the end you're winning and you're, you're, you're winning against yourself um, and, and really starting to um, do a lot of self-evaluation. So whether it's taking assessment tests taking, you know, Myers-Briggs and, and, and things of that nature that, that really start to refine your journey, um, but then getting into an industry that, that speaks to you and, um, and working with a company that, that uh, you believe in, uh, because then you'll never work another day in your life. No, that's fantastic. I got one last question for you, and it just sparked my mind. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? <laughs> uh, you know, my passion to win is greater than my, than my <laughs> hate to lose. You know, I, I mean, I don't ever feel like I lose. There's no, there's no, there's no wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I, I never feel like I lose because I feel like I learn. So, you know, even with that, that's a love that's it. a win to me. You know what I mean? So, if I've made the attempt, if I've put my best foot forward, I never lose. You know, I only learn. So. I take it that way. There you go. Learning and winning. It love is. it. Love it. <laughs> well, Jordan, thank you. Thank you so much for your time and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, learning uh, and, and hopefully uh, setting up for success. Uh, it's really excited to, to watch, uh, you know, your journey through your career and uh, see where it all goes. Yeah, man. I appreciate the time, Jake. And, you know, much like you wish me, definitely wish you nothing but, you know, great success, positive vibes and, 
a lot of money in the near future.